I'm Amanda Wagner. And I'm Liz Pittman. And this is the Amanda Wagner Podcast. This podcast is the place for born leaders who are hungry to do something big, something that matters, and who are tired of waiting for an invitation to change the world. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges of bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically, and we share our experiences as women with impatient ambition. The world has enough fluff. This is your invitation to bring your worth to the world and do something that matters. In this episode, we discuss the differences between personal values and brand values. I share my experience of defining my personal values and how it was different for me than the exercise of creating my brand values. And we consider how values act as a tool and how they can help you stay out of the ditch, focus on the road ahead, and pay attention to what matters. And in WWAWD, we answer a question about how to connect with new coworkers when you're entirely online and don't get to actually see them. Chances are, if you are like LP and I and you exist in the internet space amongst other entrepreneurs and freelancers, you have probably seen that there's a trend in workshops for the 20, 30, 40 somethings around personal branding. There are a lot of personal branding workshops popping up uh, virtually, in person, and this is not a new trend, but if you're like me, you've kind of wondered, so do I need a personal brand just to be a person? Am I allowed to just be a person or do I need to have a business to have a brand? There's a lot of questions that come up when we muddle this space between personal branding, business branding, and For me, I fully recognize that I have a personal brand. I have a business named The Amanda Wagner. So those lines are certainly blurred for me. LP, I'm sure you've seen these ads for these type of workshops. How do they read to you? I think the idea of having a personal brand is interesting depending on what your goals are. So I think there's something to figuring out what your personal brand is if you want to boost credibility or have a level of authority on a specific topic. And I always think about this from the your online personal brand because that's the space I live in. Right. But totally dependent on what your goals are as to whether or not you need this brand. I have done some intense branding work for The Compliment and the Amanda Wagner brand. With The Compliment, it was originally called something else, and I went through a wonderful full branding process to figure out what do I value? What do I care about? What is my level of social impact? And where do I want to spend my time with who? And in the last week, I have been in two conversations with people who said, well, you probably have a strong sense of your personal values. And full disclosure, I didn't have the guts to say, actually, I've never looked at personal values. I've only ever done it for my business. So confession, there you go. Um, My personal values came up in these conversations in two scenarios. One was when I found myself really tied up in work and facing burnout. And when I sent what I call my sad sack of email newsletter at the end of August. And the second one was when it came to talking about my worth as a person separate from my career. So the gist of a values exercise, regardless of if it's for your brand or for you personally, is that you go through a list of values words and you take two at least two passes of it. This is a workshop that I have led with many of the businesses I work with as well as solopreneurs. And 
you go through and say, what are the things that I care about the most, if it is personal, or as a brand, what are the things that are core to the brand and the business that I am building? Once you go through that list once, either with a pen or one color highlighter, you go through the list doing a second pass and you're looking for the, the words that best exemplify what you're trying to capture. So the example I always use when I do this workshop with clients is if you come down to a couple words that are similar, for example, enthusiasm, energy, happiness, and joy, you can look at how those words are similar and pick the best one, which best exemplifies that for you. So by the end of this exercise, your page is pretty messy. You've got at least two different pen colors, you're drawing lines. When I facilitate this in a group, we end up with this incredibly beautiful mess of lines drawn through this flip chart paper so that we can bring it down to your core values. LP, what was your experience of completing this type of exercise? Does it sound on point with what I'm describing? Yeah, so I have done this kind of exercise for a brand. It was a well-established brand, but we had realized that there needed to be some refining done in terms of figuring out what that brand was and then using that brand to inform tone of voice online and, and the, that sort of thing. Uh, so it was really cool. We had like a giant whiteboard again. Yeah. Like lots of lines and circles and arrows everywhere. And I, I love jamming with a group of people on something like this because everyone's perceptions are always a little bit different when you start off the exercise, but I love that feeling by the end of the exercise, everyone's on the same page and we have these key words that we're going to use moving forward. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't done the personal branding exercise, but I do have um, experience with on the, the brand value side of things. Let me tell you how it was a different experience for me. Um, one note before we go there is that I have found the shortcomings of this work are when people just stop at the word. So for example, when I did my personal values exercise, some of my key words are ambition, recognition, legacy, sense of humor, education. The words on their own don't necessarily carry a lot of meaning, especially when it's a word like space, which is kind of vague and might not make a lot of sense. So when you end up doing just this base values exercise, either in a workshop or on your own, and you come up with these words, you really need to ask the question, okay, so what? Why does this matter? Because if you have a brand, personal or business, that says we value integrity, we value authenticity, it sounds really nice, but it's actually quite meaningless because your version of integrity or authenticity is probably different than business across the street or person down the road. So by adding some meat to the words and creating full sentences or ideas, that gives some substance and really makes a difference. Now, here's why I found it harder to do my personal values. It felt higher stakes, which in so many ways, my business feels high stakes and what I'm doing matters. I have said out loud and to many people now, I want to be at the scale of Oprah. This is big impact, big ambition. But somehow doing my personal values felt really heavy. The second challenge for me is that I felt guilt. I felt like I should be picking the warm, fuzzy ones like family, love. But that's 
I don't want to say it's not really what I'm about. Sure. Love my family, love some love. Those parts are great, but it's not the only piece. And I think when it came to selecting those words, I had to really get away from the guilt and instead focus on who am I at my core? It doesn't mean I don't love my family. It doesn't mean I don't love my partner or my life. The final challenge was that I got so self-conscious that some of my personal values were the same as my brand values. So things like impact, ambition, education, those came out in my brand as well. But once I got over the self-consciousness, I realized like, of course they came out because I am still a human, even though I'm running a brand. Defining your values, personal or business has become kind of a commonplace activity. I've even incorporated it into a course that I'm preparing to launch for the compliment, but for a very specific reason. For me, having a well-defined set of values isn't about doing the activity simply so you can say you've done it or worse so that you can put your five words on your website because nobody cares about that. What it really is, is it becomes a tool. It's something that you can use to take future actions to inform your behaviors and how you run your business. LP, you work with a lot of businesses and people who have built personal brands. What are some of the common things that you see when it comes to building out their values? I often find that if they've never sat down and thought about it before, it can take a bit of prodding and prompts and reflections to get people to, to think about it or to think about their business from that perspective. So even thinking about like, what does the average day look like? Or how do you behave to accomplish what you want? It's a, I find it, it can be a little bit tricky for some people to think about it in that way. But once we narrow down on some of those words or some of those phrases, those values, and I mentioned this earlier, they really contribute to your tone of voice or whatever your personality is, whether that's in-person interactions, whether that's on social media, whether, you know, if we're talking about personal values, whether that's you accept an invitation to something, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So once we really narrow it down, then you have those phrases that kind of guide your work and provide a little bit more intention and provide context for your actions. Exactly. You've hit the nail on the head that this is about guiding future behaviors, guiding future actions, the way you think about your business, the way you think about your, your brand. It's far more than just here are these words. And you're right. When I facilitate workshops with teams, it does take some prodding because it's challenging to take these big words right? Heroism, organization, patience, passion. I'm looking at the list right next to me. It's hard to take a business and pull these big words out and go, but how does it matter? When I work with teams for the compliment, this is always the first workshop that I do. And time and time again, I say it's my favorite because as you get feedback from a team, you really start to see the threads pulled out. You can see when people look at each other and go, oh yeah, that's the word. I had the same one. Or when a word is mentioned multiple times, it tells me that there's consistency in it. The one thing I say over and over again is that values are useless unless you demonstrate them and use them to help you. 
with one of my clients, we have a monthly workshop and we start every single month by asking team members how they've been demonstrating one of the team core values. And I ask for specifics. So if your value is that as a team, we value positivity, high levels of energy, prove it. I want to hear how you've done that or what is that like? If you value creating a consistent and consistently excellent customer experience, tell me about the last time you were able to do that with a particular client. I want their name. I want details. I want proof. Values are a tool. And the primary ways that I have used them myself as well as with my team is to help make decisions. I use the language of, you know, keeping you on the road and in between the ditches. I find that there are so many distractions right now that with a lack of understanding about what really matters to you, it's, hard, it's easy to get pulled in different directions and not sure how to get yourself back. I use my values to help me decide between opportunities. So for example, um, one of my personal values is around education and teaching. And when I expanded that into a sentence, I say, I value education and teaching as part of who I am. I share details about myself and my experience unapologetically and with the purpose of helping other people and building meaningful relationships. So how can I use that as a tool? Well, if I'm picking between two events, I'm going to pick the event where I have the opportunity to learn something or teach somebody else. I'm not going to pick the event where I'm one out of 10,000 people sitting in the back corner. I want something that's intimate and gives me an opportunity to share and fully be in that space. I've also used values to explain why something or someone doesn't quite feel right or there's not a fit. In some of the teams that I have worked with, I have noticed that when things get hard or they have a team member that might not be working out, might not be a good fit, I always say, well, let's look back at your values for a second. Sometimes when we can't explain why somebody's not a fit, it helps when we can go back to some of these big words and go, oh, you know, consistently, they're not full of positivity and energy and joy. They do not exude confidence. So maybe it's not a fit. And I find that values are an easy way to step back and go, this is why it's not working. This person might be showing resistance to fully buying in and exemplifying what our values are. LP, how do you see people using their values as a tool beyond just listing them on their website? Values should guide every decision that you make. So way back, like episode four, I, got, I would have to look, episode four, five, we talked about collaborations with people. And, you know, when you're invited to have a, a collaboration with somebody and it just doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right because it doesn't align with your values, right? So thinking about what those things that are important to you and applying them to those invitations or those opportunities that's one way that people and businesses should use their values, but also with that customer service angle, every social media post, every online interaction, every question you answer, whether it's on the phone, via email, in person, everything should have 
meaning behind it. Everything should be delivered with intention. And that starts with being aware of those values and then building up from there. It really, I really do believe that values provide context for every decision. I love that. I think that might be the pull quote of this episode. Values do provide context for our decisions. And I had a quick look. You're absolutely right. Episode four, where we talk about creating criteria and assessing opportunities for how you spend your time. And episode eight, where we talk about what makes a good collaboration. Those are both places where your values are going to help you decide how to spend your time and who to spend it with. These are great examples of how to use it. LP, you said you haven't done a personal values exercise. Now that we've talked about it, how do you feel about doing one? There is no wrong answer here. I think that it would be interesting to do to to see that on paper. You know, I, I have a, a nice idea of what my personal values are, but again, I haven't written them down. I think it would be really neat to have them outlined to help with boundaries. So, yes. you know, to help me do a little check-in to see if what I'm doing or the decisions that I'm making or the opportunities that I'm saying yes to are what I truly need or if they really do fill my cup. You know, just kind of a quick checklist to go through for some things. I mean, we've talked about our guts before. I have good guts. Your guts aren't always as good. I usually listen to my guts, but yeah. I think to be able to throw the values checklist on top of the gut feeling would be really nice um, to make sure that I'm, I'm saying yes and saying no to the right things. Right. I feel like your values exercise might become like the checks and balances. It's your second layer of, I trust my gut. And if for some reason my gut can't answer this question, let's go back to the values. Absolutely, I would love to yeah. see what it's like for you because I know in mine, I experienced some overlap. And the interesting thing when I think about your personal values, it's pretty clear when you go through somebody's Instagram grid, you can often tell what matters to them. You can even tell in the frequency that they post. So I find these are little details that I pay more and more attention to now that I think about it as this overall context or the lens through which we do things. In my experience in the exercise, I definitely saw some overlap between my business values and my personal values. And one of them was really around impact and a desire to have a meaningful impact on a large number of people. But doing this as a personal exercise made me realize that I am not willing to do that at all costs. I am not willing to burn myself out and work 80 hours a week to do it. I am not willing to quote unquote hustle to make this happen. I'm not giving up my personal life or my home life. There are certain boundaries that I'm able to set and going back to my values is helping me do that. So I think it makes sense that some of your same values might emerge for both your business brand and your personal brand or your personal values, especially if you're a one person show and your brand is so closely linked to who you are. I know LP and a lot of the work that I, I do with social media, I started on my own and then I brought you in. It's been almost two years. It'll be two years in November. I can't believe we've been working together for two years. I know. Let's get yeah. tattoos. Okay. Great. I actually, I've got a Pinterest board of this. Stay tuned, folks. Okay, yay. <laughs> yay. 
Um, it has been almost two years, but so much of the reason, not only are you incredibly skilled at what you do and just a master of the services you offer, but you really adopt my brand voice because I've spent the time defining what it is. So you can confidently step in and really answer the, what would Amanda Wagner say, because you know what it's like to exist within my brand. I do have a, a really interesting um, space in this world with what I do because I speak in so many different voices throughout the day. So I do have my personal values, not you know strictly outlined, but I have my personal brand. And then I work with so many other brands who all have different values that depending upon what account I log into for the day, I am interacting based on those values. So just it's kind of a weird thing. Um, mm. And it's really helpful if businesses have those values outlined for contractors like me so I can step in, I can take a look at what it is that they stand for and what's important to them and then act accordingly. Just kind of right. an interesting thing about my world. It is. And I think it's, it comes up a lot when you think about a level of formality too, when you and I first started working together, you know that using my sense of humor is really important. So it took a little while for you to get a sense of my sense of humor and what are the, the things that I would actually say. We had a very explicit conversation about swearing. Can I use the F word? Can I use the B word? I don't know if anybody says B word anymore. I feel like now that it's pretty much on TV all the time, it's fair yeah. game. But it was an explicit conversation. If I was an accounting company, I might be toning down the fucks. But here, that might be okay. So it definitely informs how we speak to our audience online. I would love to know from our listeners if you've done a formal exercise or not, or these core values just you know exist and you can name them, I would love to know how you use your core values for your business or personally to help you guide your behavior. How does it help you make decisions? Hearing more examples of this can help people take this exercise from here are my five bland words and turn it into something really tangible. So please join us on Instagram and answer this question for us. We want to know. The listener who submitted a question for WWAWD values connection. And it's a really interesting question that we have today from Yvonne who says, I started a new job in April and am working from home. I've only met my immediate supervisor in person once from six feet away. I'm having a really tough time getting to know my coworkers. The work itself is going fine, but I want to be able to connect with these people because I feel like my days would be more rewarding if I did. Do you have any suggestions? What do you think, AW? Yes, I absolutely have thoughts. Suggestion number one, please visit episode 19 of the podcast and listen to what counts as work and rethinking what makes up your workday. In a traditional office, you would likely have coffee with these people or there would be more opportunities to go for a walk or go for lunch. So when you think about what your workday is made up of, can you book in one virtual coffee date a week with a different coworker? Chances are they need the downtime too. And it's really going to take you being assertive and say, look guys, I've only been here since April. I don't really know any of you. Can we have a 15 minute coffee on Monday? or ask other people to sign up. Tell them, look, on Tuesdays at 1 p.m., I do a 15-minute coffee date. Who wants to join me? 
if one-on-one -on -one isn't your jam, suggest to the one person you have met, can we do a team lunch one day? Or on Friday afternoon, can we take the last half hour and all join each other in a Zoom call and talk about what we're doing on the weekend so that we can learn about each other as human beings? Once we know a little bit more about each other as humans, it's a lot easier to interact in the workplace. And I think that by finding a work friend, you can also make the experience of being at home feel a little less dreaded or at and least a, a little less like you're at home. Exactly. Too. Exactly. Let's have a bit of a break from home and work. And that means having work people. I remember being at a conference once and a speaker who did recruitment for Google had said that it is so important to have a work best friend. And the gentleman that I was sitting next to, he was my work best friend. And I turned to him and I said, you're my work best friend, expecting him to say it back. And he said, thank you. <laughs> and that is what solidified our work best friendship. <laughs> um, but find yourself a work best friend. And, and it's going to take a little bit of trial and error. You're going to have some coffee chats that might be a little weird. You're going to find some people at work that you don't connect with, but give it a try. Come up with a virtual coffee date. Oftentimes what I will do with new people, I just test the waters by throwing out a meme, like find out who's into a TV show that you love, find out who's into the office, find a common denominator of what you like to connect with or post a picture with your pet or your child in it that becomes an easy way to connect with somebody on a personal level and can really open up that conversation. Yvonne, this is a challenging situation. You are definitely not alone and you're only five months in. So hopefully you can try some of these. We would love to hear your feedback if it works and take your time. It's going to take a little bit of time for everyone to get used to this. So try a couple different things and fingers crossed you're on your way to finding a work best friend. That was a great question and a great answer. Thank you, AW. And thank you, Yvonne, for sending that our way. We love getting your questions. We want to see more of them. Uh, so AW can answer them in future episodes. You can submit them via Instagram at theamandawagner or visit theamandawagner.com and you can submit your question uh, via the contact info on there. We are winding down for 2020. I know it is only October, but we are getting close to our last few episodes of the year. We've got some very exciting things planned for 2021. If you listen to episode 20, you'll know that April 20th, 2021 is a very special day for us. So this is your chance to help share the love Wherever you are listening, we would love a review as well as your words. Tell us what's working for you so we can do a little bit more of it and help us share about our first year with the Amanda Wagner podcast. Finally, please join us on Instagram. We would love to know how you use your core values to help you guide what you do. Thank you again for joining us for today's episode. We look forward to reading and seeing your reviews pop in and would love for you to share this episode with a friend. Please join us at the Amanda Wagner on Instagram and at theamandawagner.com. You can sign up for our monthly newsletter where I share where I'm at at that moment. You get the in-depth nitty gritty behind the scenes things that I don't share anywhere else. 
We will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. And until then, as always, we will see you on the internet.